This is from a recorded talk. So for us, we have this faith and inspiration in the Buddha. And this Buddha is the one who knows the awakened one, the joyful one. When the uh, fully self-awakened Buddha attained to the state of awakening, and he did so depending or relying upon the Bharamis that he had developed. So one of these was the Bharami, this perfection of generosity. And he cultivated this um, from quite a normal level of generosity right until the highest, until he was willing to sacrifice, give up the different parts of his bodies, and even willing to sacrifice his own life as a gift to others. And we can't count how many lives that he did this for. For example, the number of lives that he gave away his eyes, uh, we just can't count how many that was. So at the end of the range retreat uh, that the Buddha during his life that he spent um, up in the heaven of the 33. Uh, so at the end, he came down from this heaven realm. And as he was descending, uh, then the people uh, could see up into heaven that the different realms of existence were uh, revealed. And this is something very amazing. It was uh, a miracle that occurred. So all of the generosity that the Buddha developed, um, it accumulated until he had uh, reached the highest level of sacrifice. And he did all of this for the sake of awakening, for gaining this awakened knowledge and attaining to Buddhahood. And when he did this, then he came to teach. He came to teach us. And Venerable Ajahn Chah, he gave the comparison uh, to it being like the Buddha uh, planted a fruit orchard, or he uh, looked after and tended to a rice paddy until the whole field, the whole paddy, was filled with rice grains. And all it takes is for us to just go in there and consume what's there. It's not difficult. But the Buddha was the one who made this investment, who uh, planted all these crops. And for him, it really wasn't easy. So for us, what we have to do then, with the Buddha having gained this awakening through his own efforts and teaching us, and for us, all it really takes is to practice these teachings. All we have to do is follow uh, the Buddha's guidance and instructions. And so the Buddha advised us to be generous and to give. And this is uh, initially an external form of giving, uh, but also we can give internally, that when we feel anger or hatred towards someone, then we give the gift of our forgiveness to others. And through doing this, uh, this generosity, we're able to abandon the sense of self, its attachment to self and other, to one level. 
Because it's the nature of the mind that sometimes it just doesn't like things. And when it doesn't like them, then it gets angry towards them. And this anger can often flow on into ill will. So when there's anger in the mind, then this stops peace from arising within. And if there's ill will in the mind, this becomes an obstruction to samadhi, that the the heart can't gather together into samadhi. And it stops the mind from meeting with uh, the goodness there within it. And all of us, we want this, we want merit, we want goodness. And another thing which prevents that from us from meeting with that is the delight and the amusement we find uh, in the things of this world, in the various sights and sounds and tastes, odors, tactile sensations. And this prevents the mind from gathering into peace. There's also ill will, uh, which prevents the mind. And perhaps if we get angry, then the mind can think these thoughts of ill will, have this intention to harm. And when it doesn't like something, it can get involved in that. Or if there's a liking towards something, there's that intention of indulging in it. And this also prevents the mind from gaining peace. So we must use the time that we have to develop goodness. And like today, it's a Saturday, and many people have really set their hearts on coming to the monastery every Saturday, coming to make offerings, to chant, to meditate. All of these help to raise the mind, to make it better, to make it brighter, more radiant. So when the mind works to develop goodness, then the mind will become better, it will meet with that goodness. And the results that that gives us is an inner happiness that arises. But we also see that if our actions of body and speech are immoral, then this will drag the heart down, will make it sad, will make it melancholy. And because... In that case, then the heart is lacking, it's devoid of this goodness. So when we create goodness through our generosity, through our virtue, through our meditation, then this brings the heart to a state of freshness and makes it joyful. And that's because uh, it's with this goodness. So when we are generous, when we give Um, then we are liked by other people. And the heart um, is filled with metta then. And this quality of metta is that which supports the world. And if the hearts of people in this world didn't have metta, then we just wouldn't be able to stay together, we wouldn't be able to live together. But if our hearts have the support of metta, then we are able to stay together. And if they're lacking this loving-kindness, then there'll just be ill will, there'll just be anger there within the heart. And we'll just be following all of the emotions that come up, and we just can't live with one another in this case. So when we have this firm intention to be following the teachings of uh, the Buddha, 
the Buddha being the owner of this sasana, of the Buddha sasana. And he is the one who found the best of paths, and this one that can take the heart away from greed, hatred, and delusion. And it does this little by little. But if we carry on doing this and do it more and more frequently, then the heart will become more filled with goodness, will become brighter. The aspect of bhavana, of meditation or mental cultivation, this is the hardest part. Uh, Because this external generosity that uh, we do, this is something that's quite difficult. But our internal generosity, that of abandoning ill will, of forgiveness, this is far more difficult. So we need to really depend upon this meditation to be always training our minds, looking at our minds. So we can follow up on the mind, or we can also just try to bring the mind to stillness first, to bring it into the state of samadhi. And we can use the breath to do this, watching the in-breath and the out-breath, reciting the word buddho as we do that, and that's fine. And this is the method of bringing the mind to stillness, to inner peace. And when the mind is settled in stillness, then it can gain insight into nature, into the truth, into this quality of change. And this will be able to, this insight can extract all of the attachment we have towards self and other. But if the mind doesn't have stillness, then it'll always be thinking, always be proliferating. And then the mind just follows these thoughts, it gets dragged along by them, and it's constantly going into liking and disliking. So we really need to set our hearts on training this mind. And perhaps we've just started this mental training today. Perhaps we've been doing it for many years already. But we must really set our hearts on this, on defeating ignorance and craving and clinging. And these are the things which have held sway over our minds for such a very long time now. And they've really been covering over the mind. So we really have to set our hearts on this as best we can. And set our hearts on this training really try to keep our actions of body and speech um, within the boundaries of the five precepts. And then if our minds aren't still, they aren't calm yet, then we steadily go about training them. But this can be something that's quite difficult to do. And oftentimes people just want to have good thoughts, only have good things appearing within their mind. But it's natural that bad things will also come up. This is just normal. Because there are many things there within our hearts. So if something good comes up, then we can take that, we can use that, we can follow up on that. If it's not good, then we just put it down, we abandon it. And so we train our minds to come into stillness and keep on doing it until we're skilled at this. Or we can contemplate in order to bring the mind to peace as well. And if this, if this is something that works for us, then we should do it frequently. And even though there might not be much peace there within the mind, um, still that peace that we do gain, this can become a resting place for our hearts.
And so we carry on doing this, we carry on practicing. And in the end, knowledge will arise. And this knowledge is the wisdom that comes from our meditation, from mental cultivation. And the things which are holding our minds back, which are obstructing our minds, these steadily reduce. And when this happens, then samadhi arises. And as samadhi develops, then wisdom results from that. But this whole path it depends upon our efforts. So like we have this intention to come and chant, to come and meditate, to make merit here, and to do this at least one time every week. And it's now close to the end of the rains retreat. And the next Duposita day, it'll just be 15 days after that, that's the end of the rains. So may all of you really be sincere in this practice and to be caring for this heart of yours. May all of you develop your hearts well. May they be hearts of goodness, hearts of merit, hearts of skillfulness. And this developing of goodness, and keeping goodness there within the heart, and making the heart better, this is our way of praising and paying homage to the Buddha, the Dhamma, the Sangha. And this also gives great benefits for us as well. So may all of you grow in the Dhamma.